Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Welcome back to another week. Welcome back to another episode. Welcome back to If I Didn't Laugh, I'd Cry. How's it going? How are you? I am doing well. I'm doing well. It's been a bit of a long week. I think I'm just getting... I've been complaining for a long time. And I don't know if it's complaining necessarily. Because I don't know what would fulfill me career-wise now. (laughs) But I'm just getting a little bit of career fatigue. Just a little bit. Right? And I'm just thinking out loud here. Because... I don't know. I, I've been saying I still enjoy, love my job. I still enjoy my job. I don't know if I do, you know, because I've just been deep in it. And I was just saying to Dalu, right, I've just gone straight into it. I've just gone straight into it. How are you doing? Cool. Let's talk about me. Anyway, back to me. <laughs> Let's talk about me. I've just been saying to Dalu, like, my job consists a lot of, like, talking about people because of work because i'm in hr so you talk a lot about people and what's going on that is jarring it is jarring you know what i mean it's it's uh, i don't know and it's one of those things where you can't really not do it because it's part of the job um and being hr you're like the center of a business it's like every single department connects to you so you know a lot about everything you know what I mean? Of what's going on in the in the in the business. So it, it's just I think just talking about people all the time is jarring. It makes me feel like a bit of a snake. <laughs> snake in the grass. <laughs> I know I'm not, but that's how I feel. Um, which is so annoying. It's just, it's it's tough. It's really tough. And also, I think because it is such a frustrating job as well, like I'm just gonna admit it, guys. I'm just gonna admit it. Sometimes you 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 tend to get sucked into the kind of office talk, right? Saying unsavory things. I don't like that, but myself, I don't like it. <laughs> I've always gone, God forgive me for speaking that way. You know, it's not good. It's not good. So 
I'm just getting a little bit of career fatigue, but I don't know if anything would satisfy. I'm just, I'm just going to be honest. I don't think I want to work anymore. I think I'm tired. I think I'm ready for heaven. Like it's, it's a rat race. It's constantly trying to keep up. You know what I mean? You're trying to keep up with your bills. You're trying to keep up with this, trying to keep up with that. You're going to work. So it's long for, I don't know who genuinely enjoys this. You know what I mean? And if you are, let's say a millionaire or billionaire, then you're never actually happy and satisfied either because there's always the next thing. Um, I don't know if happiness on this earth actually exists. Like <laughs> The pursuit of happiness is a lie. I think, you know, it just doesn't exist. Where you can fully be satisfied, fully be happy, I don't think so. I think it comes in short bursts. That's normal. So I suppose maybe this is just a feeling that's going to pass. But yeah, I don't know. I just don't like talking about people like that. Um, anyway, anyway, let's get into it. So I have got nothing to get off my chest, truly. Oh, I do. Tell a lie. Um, this step count thing, you know, you have to get 10,000 steps in a day. I'm really struggling. Who, who came up with it? Who came up, who's the CEO of the step counter of get 10,000 steps a day? I want to dis- have a discussion with this person and say, how come? Because I'm really struggling to keep up with it. I barely hit my goal, which is 6.5. I hate walking. I'm just going to be candid. Just generally walking so I can hit my steps is jarring. Right? It is It is not, it's, it, you know what I mean? Um, and I just don't like it. I was telling Dalu, gosh, all, do I talk to anybody else like Dalu? <laughs> I want those like treadmills, you know, the, just the, not a, the full works one, you know, the ones that are just like the runway. Yeah, I just want those little treadmills so I can just do it in the home because I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to go outside and just walk generally. You know, I'd rather just do it in the spot at home with some drama on in the background or while still working, you know what I mean? Right? On a call, walking in my home where I can just jump on a laptop. You get what I'm saying? That's what I'd rather just do. But whoever came up with, you've got to hit your 10,000 steps. We need to have a word. I need a chat. Just want to have a quick word, right? I get it. You've got to be active and... I don't think my activity is that high, but why 10,000 steps? Was that to make me feel bad or something? Because I'm taking it personally. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm really struggling with that. Embarrassing if I didn't laugh or cry story. It's not necessarily embarrassing. As opposed to a rant a little bit. But maybe I was embarrassed low-key. <laughs> small, small. So last week, no, not last week. The week before on Sabbath, um, it was after church and I was, you know, hanging by the piano area where other people were because we're singing, you know, just, just being goofy, just messing around, just doing a lot of sing song, you know what I mean? Um, and I was wearing this jumper and it was a relatively hot day, so I didn't really think that through. But anyway, um, my daughter comes up to me 
And, you know, we're quite cuddly people. You know, I'm quite affectionate with her. And she comes up to me and she's like armpit height. Yeah, she's armpit height to me. So her nose is straight in there. Her head is straight in the pits. And she goes like, oh, you stink. In front of everybody. In front of everybody. Are you for real? My own kid. I went through all of that pain for you to do this to me, to, to, to betray me in front of everybody. And then people looked at me and they were like, <laughs> and I was like, no, I don't. And then I sneakily smelt myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but why? <laughs> I didn't smell so good. But, but why does she have to blurt it out? Do you understand how mean that is? That's not very nice. Okay, it's not very nice at all. So I laughed it off. Then I was like, can I chat to you for a sec, Olivia? Because obviously I'm not going to like tell her off in front of everybody. I said, so how come you chose to say it right there and then, like in front of everybody? And then she's like, I don't know. I said, well, how would you feel if I pointed something out? That would have been a little bit embarrassing in front of everybody. She was like, oh, not good. I said, yeah, these are the things that... You know, you can pull somebody privately to the side and just blow like, oh, mommy, you stink a bit. You know, you don't have to blurt it out in front of everybody because unless the goal is to embarrass me, it's not very nice. And she was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I was like, it's all good, you know. Quickly went and sprayed myself, though, because thanks for alerting me that I stink. I didn't know, but that wasn't a good thing to do. You know what I mean? Because people did look at me and it wasn't like people were conversing. It was quite silent because... I was the one talking, and when I talk, everyone listens. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, um, so that's, uh, yeah. Still thinking about it here and there, because I'm thinking, but whatever. She's a, I'm a grown woman. I'm not going to, you know, dwell on it. We live and we learn. We live and we learn. Make sure I don't stink around Olivia, because... She might just blurt it out again. Question number one, you know? And now, you know what? I was thinking about this. You know, I overthink things a lot when it comes to, like, what I'm putting out here. You know? I just feel like, is it necessary, right? And I'm going to use the word necessary for me to infiltrate the atheist group. I know that it's just a podcast and, you know, I discuss this, I discuss that or whatever. But is it necessary? Is it beneficial? You know what I mean? That's the thing I was overthinking. But then I thought, yeah, I suppose we can learn something from it. Because if we're looking at it from a, I'm just going to use quote unquote haters point of view, we can kind of like counterbalance that with the truth. Does that make sense? You know, um, part of me is like, well, why don't you just preach the truth or speak the truth? Why don't you speak the truth? Um, but then the other part is like, it's actually quite relevant because somebody who does believe this could stumble upon this one day, who knows, or somebody could share this with them and they could have their questions answered or have the mindset at least, you know, intrigued. You get me? So yeah, I was going back and forth for myself to be like, oh, but yeah, I think I'm just gonna read out to um, this week's find of another atheist that said besides the whole jesus thing what is a legit example of god's love i'm just curious because all i ever knew growing up was the wrath of god in quotes although they all they always go on about god's love what are some examples other than saving us from the tragedies he himself created 
Okay. So, this is an answer that I found interesting. It says, in all seriousness, most Bible examples of God's love is him relenting from doing something awful. He let Israel slash Judah get conquered, but saved a small remnant of Hebrews in his great love. I need to know where that story is, because I haven't read that yet, if it's in the Bible. He saved Nineveh from his complete distraction until later, in his great love and mercy, Noah saved from God's flood. Israel saved from a plague that was God's punishment for King David's daring to take a census. Is census. All the instances of God's love in Judges are instances of him bearing with Israel, worshipping other gods. The Bible is unashamedly a story about a jealous God, furious about people giving attention to other gods and reminding them that he is good and righteous for beating them instead of ki- killing them. He is the most jealous boyfriend of all time. <laughs> Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. And you know what's interesting? I used to think this way. I used to think this way. To be like, what's God's problem? But let me just, you know, probably try to answer this. You know, I'm going to, first of all, talk about God's love. Like, legit God's love. So, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Right? He saw everything and it was good. All right? He said, this is good. And he rested on the seventh day, right? And then God created a, planted a garden, right? In Eden, planted a garden. And he put a man there, Adam. And he gave Adam the duties of, you know, basically keeping the garden. He looked at Adam lovingly and said, all right, like, my guy's lonely, you know, so it's not good for man to be alone. Let's create a helper for him. He created the animals. Adam named them in like two seconds. He finished naming them. But Adam was still demonstrating that, you know, the same kind of like loneliness. There was no match for him. All the animals were not, you know, a helper comparable for him. So God put him in a sleep and, you know, took a rib and created Eve. Out of love, he gave Adam, this woman, out of love. Anyway, before Eve was created, God had created everything and planted Adam in the in the garden. And he said, out of all the fruits you may eat, but don't eat of this one. Yeah, this fruit of the knowledge of good and evil, don't eat it. For the day you eat of it, you will surely die. Now, now, somebody might say that God commanding Adam, warning him of something, is love. Personally, I think that is a demonstration of God's love. This exists here. Don't eat of it because if you do, you will surely die. Now, people will be like, well, why did God do that? Obviously, it's a test. Obviously, it's a test because there's a reason why that tree was planted in the in the garden, right? It's not only a test of obedience, but it's also a test of um, a demonstration to highlight free will, Okay to the angels in heaven, to the heavenly host, including Satan, who was known as Lucifer, and his angels who had accused God of um, creating laws that were unjust, that were too hard to um, adhere to. ETC, ETC. So here it is, a demonstration of free will, God demonstrating that he is just and his laws are just. And, you know, people can bear it as well as angels. 
unless uh, you of course you and you're the angels who've decided to rebel you you don't like it but the case is it's all just and i am a loving god blah 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 um anyway adam now has eve and eve meets the serpent the devil um lurking in the garden because he was obviously stalking them out because he knew wagwan everybody in the heavenly host knew wagwan even the humans knew wagwan because god told them wagwan and then eve gets um, tempted um deceived and she eats of the fruit and nothing happens she goes and tells her husband her husband's like wow what have you done she's convincing that you know look i'm not dead you know subsequently calling god a liar that we will not surely die because look i'm not dead because that's what the serpent told her you will not surely die anyway she convinces her husband who sees that she's not dead they eat of the fruit he well he eats of the fruit then everything changes now when god has seen that this had happened um he he sought out yeah adam he said adam where are you so he said, I heard your voice in the garden. I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Genesis 3, and I'm reading from verse 9 onwards. Um, why did Adam hide himself? If God isn't loving, all right, and God is full of wrath, why did Adam feel ashamed? Anyway, because if my parents were horrible, horrible parents, every time I go against them, there would be an empowerment feeling. You know what I mean? Every time I disappoint them, I wouldn't care because they don't care and they are awful and they're not just. But the fact that my parents are loving, I feel ashamed and I feel horrible when I disappoint them. Anyway, and he said, who told you? God said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree which I commanded you that you should not eat? I gave you a warning. Have you broken that? Then Adam, instead of going, yeah, God, like, I'm so sorry, you know, like, I don't know what came over me because he was not repentant. He straight up said, the woman you gave to me, the woman you gave to me, she gave me all the fruit and I ate, right? And God said to the woman, what is it that you've done? And the woman said, well, the serpent deceived me. So no one is taking ownership of this, you know? So God said to the serpent, the devil, because you've done this, you are cursed more than all cattle, blah, blah, blah. Now, somebody will call that justice, right? And then God goes down um, to the woman and then she said, um, da, 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 da. he said, I will greatly multiply your sorrow and, and your conception. In pain, you shall bring forth children and your desire shall be for your husband. He shall rule over you. Then Adam to Adam, he said, because you have heeded the voice of your wife and have eaten from a tree of which I commanded you, saying you shall not eat it, cursed is the ground for your sake. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Shame. What a shame. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This to me is a loving God because for the day you eat of it, you will surely die. That sounds very definitive and that could have been instant, instant death. Hence, hence why Eve said, well... He said, I'll surely die, but I'm not dead. You understand? This is mercy. Not destroying Satan straight away, the, 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 um, the devil straight away, is, is, is like a demonstration of who God is, of his love. Because it's like, well, I've given you a lot free will. My guy is accusing me of X, Y, and Z. It's almost as if when we go to court, uh, a court by jury, anyway, criminal court. A fair trial is when both parties can present their cases and a jury, there's a jury that's, and a judge that are listening to this and that are judging what's, what the two parties are presenting. Satan is the, um, what's it called? The, the accuser, but what, what, what do I call that one? I just know that God is like the defendant because he's been accused. So he's like the defendant. Anyway, so this is the first example of God's love. He didn't just lock men off to just be like, well, dead. You know what I mean? You've done the thing I told you not to do. You're dead. No, he gave them a chance to even speak for themselves, but none of them were remorseful. Neither of them were repentant. Both of them just blamed. He blamed a woman. She blamed the serpent. None of them said, yeah, I did it. I am so sorry because I did do it. This is God's love. Now, going to the other bits that this person said, he let Israel slash Judah get conquered, but saved a small remnant of Hebrews of in his great love. I genuinely don't know what that is talking about. Is it when they were taken to Babylon? Is that is that what this is talking about? Because if it is, for them to even get to this point, they were retrieved. I would say God took them out of bondage. You know what I mean? And they didn't enter into bondage. It's not like God gave them into bondage. Actually, what had happened with the children of Israel is Joseph gets taken for a slave because of his brothers. Free will, free will. His brothers conspired against him. He gets taken to Egypt as a slave. He has so many great experiences there, but, you know, God made him great in Egypt. He made him so great that in the end, his brothers came to seek food because there was a famine. And then he had his whole family move to Egypt. They got given a land, Goshen, right? So 
after Joseph died and after the Pharaoh that was there died and some time had passed, the Pharaoh that was now there, insecure, saw the children of Israel um, multiplying and he's the one who said, nah, it's too many of them. If our enemies come and attack, they might turn against us. So let's enslave them. Anyway, years pass now, they're enslaved and God sees now, God sees their needs because the thing with God is he doesn't intervene until necessary you know what i mean if a people do not need god to god to intervene do not cry out to god do not call out to god do you, if you don't believe in god, god why would somebody who doesn't be i don't know how to describe this i'm literally like tripping over my words if you don't believe that a god exists how can the god that does not exist come through for you he doesn't exist right? However, the fact that you've got breath, that's God, God's love. Okay. So anyway, the children of Israel, you know, Moses gets sent there, let my people go. They get taken out of the land of Egypt. But there were some of the people that were part of the mix were Egyptians. So they were practicing idolatry. Yeah, basically infecting the, some of the Israelites that was part of the group. And some of the Israelites had gone accustomed, grown accustomed to the Egyptian practices. You understand what I mean? And God was like taking them to the promised land. You're not slaves anymore. I'm taking you to the promised land. But they were rebellious. They were not listening to anything that God was saying. I've taken you out. I'm showing you the way. But you lot want to curse God constantly. Like make it make sense. Even you a human, right? You've got, let's say, a boyfriend or a girlfriend. And every time you do nice things to this person, all they do is curse you. They don't even say thank you. They ridicule you. They undermine you. They embarrass you. They're shouting at you. They're hella toxic. Now, tell me if you're going to keep going, yeah, yeah, I love you. I love you. No, you're going to be like, yo, what's your problem? At some point, you're going to have a reaction, you know? So God does all these wonders, but they're still, what? worshiping idols and every single time god was like because you've done this you know here's your punishment i'm punishing you they would all cry out oh no you're the true god you're the true god we'll never do it again god heeds right or god listens and shows mercy now mercy is a sign of love like for a mighty creator to have created us all right our purpose is not to be God. It's not to be equal with God. Let's not get it twisted. I think our egos and our pride really get in the way whereby we think we are equals with God, but we are his subjects. That thought alone should make you fall prostrate and worship. You know what I mean? Um. Anyway, so these children of Israel, constantly they backslide and constantly they disrespect God. Constantly. Yeah, they bring in their, fo um, their foreign worship. They start mingling with people who are idolatrous. They start doing X, Y, and Z. God gives specific instructions. They go against it. Disobedience after disobedience after disobedience. And in the end, God gave them up. He said, you know what? I've been protecting you this whole time, but now I'm going to turn my face against you. Then they get captured and taken to, for slaves. Um, they're taken captive to Babylon right? Whose fault is that? Whose fault is that? Because the, the, the way I'm understanding it is the hand of God is what was withholding enemies from attacking Israel. 
the mercy of God is what was helping them survive in the wilderness. But somehow God's not the loving God. I would plead with everybody to read the Bible, pray for the spirit of God to move within you, pray for understanding, pray for discernment, lest we be deceived. Because God gave them chance after chance. There's so many instances where God said to Moses, to Aaron, to Joshua, whoever, they've annoyed me, I'm going to kill them all off. And God, they're, they're like, no, God, what would their enemies say? What would they say that you brought us out here just to kill us in the wilderness? And then God doesn't kill them. He goes, all right then. But then the next day, what? guess what happens? Disrespect, more disobedience. When I'm, whilst I've been reading the Bible, all I have thought is, wow, humans are sick. We are, sin is a disease. We are full of self. That's all we ever think about is ourselves. How can I profit from this? How can I benefit from this? How can I, you know, get like one up somebody how can i get further in this you know never giving credit to god and when we do give credit to god it's usually when we need god when nothing else is working but oh yeah there's god and then we turn to god and god blesses us we find favor in god's sight and then the minute we that happens we turn our faces away from god again you know so god is very patient and that's love right? That's love. Um, Noah saved from God's flood. Yeah, because the Bible says now the thoughts of man were, were, were wicked continuously. If God had left them all to themselves, men would have just killed them each other. That generation, there would be no one who would survive that. Like, think about it. If there's no good thought that proceeds from a man's mind and everything is evil, there was killing, there was rape, there was robbery, all of those things. Men thought it, men did it. And out of all of those, he found one man who was righteous. Of course he saved him. Of course he saved him. Because that's what a loving God does. He doesn't punish everybody for one man's mistake. And somebody might be like, oh, well, he's punishing all of us for Adam's mistake. At the end of the day, we're the descendants of. At the end of the day, we're humans. At the end of the day, we started from somewhere. And no, he's not punishing us. It's just the consequences of what happened because of disobedience. But as he said to Cain, if you do well, will you, not also, will you also not be accepted? Okay. So at the end of the day, to me, God is an all-loving God. He's a very loving God. The God of the Old Testament is the God of justice. But in the New Testament, it says that. Don't forget that I'm the God of justice. I'm paraphrasing all of this, but it says that. It says that. Even in the Old Testament, it says that. I forgive sins. By no means do I clear the guilty. By no means do I just let it go. By no means do I just overlook disobedience. Picture the court scene, like I'm saying. Because of the court scene um, analogy that I'm using, the whole case must be heard. We must look at the whole evidence. And the evidence is sin. It has to fully, fully reveal itself to its worst, worst stages. It did when the flood was, um, when the world was destroyed by a flood. But there was one man who was righteous. But that wasn't the full manifestation of sin necessarily. You know what I mean? And now it is going to reveal itself. With Nineveh, they were basically doing what they were doing in the time of the flood right 
with Sodom and Gomorrah, they were destroyed. They were wiped out because there was no one who was found good there besides Lot. But he wasn't even a native Sodom and Gomorrahite, if I can even say that. A Sodomite. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't think I <laughs> Anyway, yeah, you get it. You get it. But, yeah. Um, so this is, this is uninformed, I think. Um, in all instances of God's loving judges are instances of something bearing with Israel worshiping worshiping other gods. To me, it's like sometimes we don't hear ourselves speaking. We don't even realize that the thing we've spoken is exactly the answer of what this person is asking about. Give me instances of God's love. Oh, God's a jealous God. He says that. He says that. For I, your God, am a jealous God. You know, and that is, um, if you don't believe me, let's go to Exodus chapter 34 verse 14 where it says for you shall worship you know what let me read a little bit of that um take heed to yourself so i'm reading 34 verse 12 first take heed to yourself lest you make a covenant with the inhabitants of the lands where you're going lest it be a snare in your midst so god is saying the land you're going to right don't don't mingle with them don't make a covenant with them don't make promises with them don't marry them don't whatever right because it's going to become a snare to you the things that they practice are not good it's wicked that's an all-knowing god already warning you but then it quote it continues to say but you shall destroy their altars break their sacred pillars and cut down their wooden images for you shall worship no other god for the lord whose name is jealous is a jealous god at the end of the day God told you, I'm a jealous God. If you're worshipping other gods, how can you worship a carved image which you have created, but you're bypassing your creator and the creator of the materials of the wooden Im images that you're carving for yourself? Do you understand? I would be annoyed. It's like, how can you say you don't want to be with me you know what I mean? But you want to be with a doll that looks like me. That's how you're inclined now. You're that way inclined is being with a doll. That's sad. And if you deep it, if I am the creator and I created all these materials and now you're using the materials that I have given you for other means and you are literally spending hours and bowing down to this breathless lifeless thoughtless powerless quote-unquote god of course you're gonna be a jealous god of course you're gonna think the and you know what god reads our thoughts god knows our minds god god knows our intentions so he knew that these inhabitants of these other lands there was nothing good in them but before somebody goes well it can't be everybody god saved people who were in these lands, who were idol worshippers. But he can only save people and bring people to himself if a person wants to. You know what I mean? Um, so to me, that is a loving God. Uh, this episode have to be much shorter because it's a free service that I'm using. So, you know, I could have gotten way more into it. But I think the biggest example of God's love is read Leviticus. Read Leviticus and you will see just how tedious it was to even have atonement, to even, you know, um, to 
basically repent from your sins in such a way you needed to do human not human oh my days look at me you needed to do animal sacrifices then follow these ordinances follow these strict guidelines that god has set you know read leviticus then read the gospels and you will be like whoa and if i could recommend a book to anybody who's listening if i could recommend one simple book Read The Desire of Ages by Ellen G. White. You will see God's love through Jesus Christ, his son. And to me, there is no greater love than God's love. Say what you want. Think what you want. It's misinformation and or misunderstanding because you don't understand God's love or you've got your own personal quarrel with God. Therefore, you're not going to understand who God is and what he represents. But God hasn't hidden the fact that he's a jealous God. He doesn't want you to worship carved images. And you know what? It's embarrassing. You're making a fool out of yourself. You know what I mean? When you bow down to these gods, with, with eight arms, gods who don't breathe, gods who are elephants, a, a, a wild animal and you're bowing down to it, gods who are carved images, you know, you're bowing down to even a cross, you know, where you, how Catholics have crosses of Jesus or whatever, you're embarrassing yourself. Just go and pray to the living God and ask for his favor and ask for understanding, ask for his Holy Spirit to reside in you, ask for discernment. That's all it takes. It doesn't take all these other fantastical, you know, um, how do I even describe it? It doesn't take much to get God's attention. It doesn't take besides just praying and asking God to be, to help you and to enlighten you, etc. You don't need Banging, banging symbols and clanging and all of those things to bring to, to ask God to have for God to pay attention to you. You know what I mean? And all Adam and Eve had to do. And you know, who knows? If they had just said, We are so sorry, who knows how this story would have gone down? You know what I mean? We know we have done wrong. Who knows where we would have ended up? You get me? But God requires our repentance. God requires our obedience. God requires our allegiance. Okay? Because just as we desire our partners to be faithful to us, just as we desire our children to be obedient to us, when they're disobedient, doesn't mean that we don't love them. But at some point, you will turn your face away against your kids because you say, you know what? I don't back what you're doing. Do you? But it doesn't stop you from loving them still. And when they decide to come home and to say, you know what, mom, I'm so sorry. Dad, I'm so sorry. You, you, you wrap your arms around them with love, with tears in your eyes. Look at God as a parent. Look at God as a parent. If you want to look at God as you would a relationship, fine. At the end of the day, your boyfriend has got the entitlement to feel jealous if you're making him jealous. You know what I mean? Um, so let me leave it here. I hope that was beneficial. Um, I hope, you know, it answers some of the questions. I hope it has kind of like opened our eyes a little bit to God's love and to who God is, right? So just to leave us with something, just remember that God is a jealous God. Wah, wah, wah. I'm sorry the episode is over, but please tune in next week for another exciting journey. Get
Goodbye, goodbye, bye, bye, bye. Have good vibes. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.